You can hear me for miles and 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 miles. Do you remember the fun and excitement that filled downtown St. Louis every spring when the three-on-three basketball tournament Hoop It Up came to town? Maybe you remember the fun you and your friends had playing pickup games at your local YMCA. Or how about those awesome summer nights balling out in the backyard with the neighborhood kids? Or what about the driveway games for bragging rights of the subdivision? If any of this was your childhood and you have St. Louis's next great standout, or maybe your son or daughter is just starting out and needs help learning the fundamentals of basketball, well, End Zone Sports is the league for you. End Zone Sports, the three-on-three basketball league, offers a fun and exciting eight-week season for boys and girls 4-14 to 14, of all skill levels. Games will be played every Saturday starting January 8th. Sign up individually or as a team and receive a discount. Games will be played at 5508 Telegraph Road, right across the street from Snooks. Sign up now at endzonesports.com slash gateway. You can also reach out to them by texting Mike Thompson, 314-320-7591. Endzone Sports, where every child plays. If you need help paying for youth sports registration fees, you are in luck because Endzone Sports is a proud partner of everykidsports.org. So go to everykidsports.org and get help signing your child up today. End Zone Sports, where every child plays. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't believe I was talking to Steve Ewing. <laughs> yeah. One, two, step. Yeah. So you were just kind of old enough to know a little better, but not too old to... <laughs> right. Yeah. Just old enough to not go to jail. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's what I was getting. That's what I was getting. <laughs> Wait, my nigga. Weezy style. Say goodbye to the... Elton John's not really gay. <laughs> They're just making that up to be woke. <laughs> my wife drove up next to Nelly the other day, and he was beating country grammar. Shut the fuck I up. I swear to God. You gotta be kidding. I swear to God. You gotta... No. That's I, awesome. I promise you. Are you serious? She, she, Take those clothes off. I want to see you up in this dress. But right. if corn got mats with the village people, that would have been really. That would not have worked. Together we fly. Most these niggas living, but they. Danny. Uh, Stan Kroenke. Fuck him. <laughs> Anything else? No. <laughs> why, why do we always have guests that can kick our asses? Can we ever Can we ever get a guest in here who's not in better shape than us? I don't think it's possible. possible I mean, we've never had one. Spiritual move, gotta rely on your vision. I'm in it, won't leave until they know the real me. All love, no hate. Let me Last night was a bitch for me. I didn't even see it coming. Well, the bad part of what's reality. The something connecting the nothing of you and me. You were sounding kind of scratchy. Yo, yo, yo. Man, am I excited about today? Uh, have a very, very special guest in. Uh, Steve, you ever heard this song before? Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard it a couple times. <laughs> uh, yeah, Steve Ewing is in the house with us today. Uh, obviously, of the Urge, you know, one of St. Louis's favorite bands for good reason. Uh, yeah, Steve, thank you for being here. 
Hell yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know what to do to get the rights to use that song, like, for the intro of the show. But uh, right. maybe maybe I'll talk to you later. Right. I, think you, I think you might be all right. There's a couple of things, but, yeah, it's no biggie. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, uh, student athlete, rock star, business owner, restaurant owner, uh, bodybuilder, yeah. ambassador of the great city of St. Louis, Steve Ewing. Oh man, um, that's all kinds of stuff. You, that's all you. That's all you. You, um, you obviously uh, have uh, been been a part of many things, many many big projects, and and you, and you continue to keep moving forward and and doing different stuff. What do you get asked about most these days? I mean, I'm sure you weren't being asked about bodybuilding 20 years ago, but it no, might come up now. You know, now it comes up a lot because it's it's not something that everybody does and people are just curious about it. So, um, in my regular circles, it comes up people that I talk to like, you know, what do you do with this? Or what are you eating? And how are you training? And all that kind of stuff. So it does come up now. Um, uh, Steve's dogs. Yeah. Uh, I bet that comes up all the time. All the time. I mean, that's like, that's the face of what I'm doing. Most of the time is I'm, you know, I'm promoting the, the hot dog business. So, that definitely comes up. Yeah. How um, did you how did you get into that? How 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 that become about? That was uh that started off as a little side business. Um right when I moved back to St. Louis, I was in LA for about 8 years, moved back to St. Louis, started playing a lot. I mean, I was playing like 175, 200 shows a year. Um between the Urge and the Steve Ewing band. So I was playing a lot. And I was trying to just find some balance. I'm like, man, maybe I could start another little side business get that going and then i could maybe back off from some of the secondary markets that i was playing at you know what i mean so i could kind of have some balance and so we started doing that in the street just doing like a couple late night gigs figured out that lunch was better for my schedule so i could work during the day and still play at night so this was how long ago when you this came was up with that oh, idea? Oh, nine. Oh, nine. okay yep so about uh how long ago? Twelve years ago. Twelve years. Okay. Yeah. Twelve. I'm pretty I forget sure. what year it is. I know. So, um, so, so <laughs> that, that was what we'll blame it on. So that was post urge, but you were still performing Steve yeah. Ewing band. Yep. So the urge had not gotten back together yet. So yes, post urge, Steve Ewing band, Steve Ewing duo was was playing a lot. Um, like that guitar said, player you have is killer, man. Adam, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's really great, and he's been with me almost the whole time. So, so yeah, it was just a side business, and then. I got this guy Joe um, to help me run festivals when we first got started, and it was a success. And like, man, we need a brick and mortar. We need a place to do this at because the weather gets cold. We were we just had a hot dog cart, so we found a little spot on the hill, opened that up. Rent was cheap, and then we just kind of it was tiny. But it blew up. You know what I mean? It was right. a tiny spot that just was packed all the time. So. I, I've been there. Um, I, I I went there, and, and I couldn't believe my eyes. Uh, you you came around. You started sweeping up. Like, like you're not just one of these guys who plants your name on something. It's like you're you're there. You're, like, doing the work. You're, like, you 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 run this show, you know? Yeah, you have to. I, I mean, couldn't believe it. You asked me to move shit. my feet. Like, if, you know, like, I was, like, I was, like, no, I think we're good. You were, like, okay, cool. Is everything okay? I was, like, I couldn't believe I was talking to Steve Ewing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm with these two teenage kids. It was my ex-girlfriend's uh, nephew mm-hmm. and, uh, and niece. And, uh, and I was, like, you guys have no idea who, who just came over here. And yeah. uh, and whose hot dogs you're eating right now? So I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah, man, you got to be hands on with it for sure. 
Um, even even after a while, you still got to still keep in there and make sure it's running right. Um, so so yeah, you were in L.A. and then you came here. Hot dog places aren't really a thing here, but it kind of is a thing in other cities a little bit. Like obviously Chicago and yeah. I think L.A. maybe oh too. Gosh. Did you see that void and maybe that's why yes. you knew you could fill it? Big time. So we, we saw it on the road. We saw it in Louisiana, like in New Orleans. We saw it in Chicago. We saw it in New York, all over New Jersey. We saw it in L.A., but we didn't really see any street culture food-wise in St. Louis. And I get it because St. Louis is a car city. Yeah, and downtown's like, not very conducive, too. Right, you know, so, so people yeah. drive a lot in St. Louis. So, right. well, the whole street thing, is pro- it may not work here, but let's give it a shot because there's a hole to fill. So I'm like, well, there's some other ways to do it, too, so let's try to elevate it above that so let's go from one to the next so instead of, so instead of just doing like the street dogs we wanted to elevate it to almost like chef status hot dogs like yeah gourmet gourmet like take it to that next level so really over the top yeah i've got a great idea for a hot dog i'm gonna give to you later all right cool sweet i'll take it man <laughs> we're in that phase it's, right it's, now. A, it's a start, ridiculous yeah, idea it'll never we'll start running some new stuff so <laughs> um yeah, so uh, so it wasn't because like you just have this like crazy love for hot dogs. It it's just you saw you saw that as uh, as the opportunity for uh, for having a restaurant. Yeah, and I love hot dogs. I mean, like like I said, it's late night food. You get out of a bar, you get out of a gig. If somebody's got one, you get one. Yeah, you know for, I mean? sure, <laughs> for sure, for sure. I would I would assume you had to have almost a, not a love for hot dogs to even like think to do this. Correct. To have this, yeah, like, that's right. Because. Uh, the idea just doesn't pop up one day you're driving by and you, you see a hot dog stand. You're, you're looking for one. Yep. And then you're like, oh, I can't find one, so let's do this. Yep. That's pretty cool. Uh, and it's, it's a cool sight to see, especially in St. Louis, like, you know, 12 years ago. Somebody drive down the seat and they see a they see a hot dog guy. Their eye, their eyes light up. Yes, because you only ever see that stuff on TV or in yep. movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty cool. We have a stand now out uh, in Oakville where I live. Sweet. And he comes to, uh, there's a little area down the street where uh the shopping mall areas it's like a bar and a restaurant and cool. stuff and he, there's one that sits out there now and uh I'm, we're gonna eventually gonna stop because of that yeah. my, my kids have been dying to stop like hey can we pull over can we pull it's over festive kids love it they see yes. the umbrella out there yes. yeah it looks real cool yeah you you clearly uh you you keep everything uh pretty fresh like like new ideas and promotions and stuff like that a lot of st louis collaborations with other yeah. restaurants i think that's cool that's um that's huge for us is uh is making that connection with the other restaurants especially the ones that have that good social presence that's that's big for us yeah the well-known ones yeah um what was the last oh strange donuts strange he started off as a hot dog guy too really so the guy the uh the guy that owns strange donuts like his first business like out of college or in college was hot dogs um i I don't know what it is about donuts i never eat them like i it doesn't mean i don't like them i just cut them out of my diet we yeah, have, we have a leadership meeting at work, and uh, Brent used to bring him in every Thursday. Yeah, so this would be the first time, and I need sweets for. But everybody needs years. a nap after they're done. Eating. No, just me. Yeah, it's, that's didn't... the thing with donuts. It's like, yeah, it's. I didn't eat sweets for like fifteen years, and now I eat three of them every Thursday. Yep, Boston cream pies—they're delicious. Yep, but I would try that. Uh, that one it had like balsamic vinegar on it. It was perfect. Yeah, you really liked it. Yeah. So who man. who created it? They so did or you my, did? My kitchen guys, Joe, who's been with me forever from the beginning. Um, it's real creative. He's fearless when it comes to making stuff. So, and I love that because I just turn him loose. Yeah. I go, go for it. 
like don't worry about how much it costs to make it right out of the box let's just make something we'll figure it out later just we'll figure it out the cost later on but make it really good you know so that's what we do um you know that's kind of like how um like on paper a reuben sandwich doesn't sound good you know what I mean? But it's like, it just happens to be amazing. Yes. So, awesome. so it's like, you just, you just <laughs> kind of, because, because the, I do too. Cause the, yeah. So like, so the, the sweetness of the donut with the balsamic yep. and then like, There's it's just like, you'd have to onions. try it yeah. to know how good it is. Right. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when I heard it, it doesn't sound very inviting, but I have to check it out now for sure. And it was, it was, this, it was a kind of donut where the icing wasn't too overwhelming on right. it. So, um, it was, it was, it was a nice little mix of sweet, the bacon on top of it, and then um, and the burger is smoky and salty. So you got sweet and salty. Kind right, of which is through. a great mixture. Yeah. Uh, Pescetti's, you've done a collaboration with them. That was huge, too. Really? Yeah. Man, that, that is some unique bread. You know when you're getting Pescetti's. You know Pescetti's, yeah. right, Danny? Yes. Okay, yeah. The sweet, the sweet bread. So yeah. Sweet bread. The very first time I ate, I took a bite of it, it was not, I didn't, I wasn't expecting that, so I didn't like it. Right. right. It was the second time that I went there and yep. ate it that it's, I liked it. It's like, it's like a donut, almost. No. <laughs> you're, I was the same way. Some friends of mine, and this was a long time yeah. ago, like, oh, you haven't had Pescetti's? I'm like, no, I've seen it a million times, just never had it. Right. And so he was like, I'm getting you some. So he brought some. And I'm like, oh, I get it. The bread is like super sweet. Like, yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. First time I've been into that, I was not, because nobody warned me about it. So right. I was like, what the hell is that, man? I'm not going to eat that. And I was, yeah. Uh, Antonio's T Rav dog. Yeah. Antonino's. He's oh, on, Antonino's. Yeah. He's Sorry. on the hill. And uh, they make the best T Rav in town, in my opinion. Um, everybody makes. T-Rav and Mama Toscano's Toscano's I mean there's a lot of good ones but um, he hand makes them they're a little bit bigger um, just to kind of a little extra little love on them they're, they're so good um, so do you have uh, do you have you're just always out there creating keeping it fresh yeah. coming up with new ideas uh, what else what else do you have going on to, uh, to to make Steve's dog something special um, well, right now we're, we're actually going to reach out to some customers. Like we just started a campaign to reach out to customers, come up with some new ideas. Um, we're not going to overhaul the menu, but we're going to start, no, I'm good. We're going to start adding some new, some new items to the menu. So maybe like some will kind of go away. Some will stay, you know, okay. some will come back. Were, were burgers always part of the menu or is burgers that kind of not evolved added into like this? four years ago okay yeah <clears throat> um so you get burgers and hot dogs anything else there because i mean that you, yeah yeah burgers hot dogs um we have a mac and cheese menu right on and then um that's a perfect spot yeah when we moved into the new venue the new space um we added fryers so we have the french fry menu now so right so, on yeah um uh, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of other, like, so you want to do like St. Louis, like known restaurant collaborations. I, that's a great idea. Um, how about emos? You ever think about doing anything with Yeah, emos? I imagine we'll do something with, with, uh, <laughs> with emos down the line. We just have to figure out how to make that work, but that, the, the marketing on that would be amazing. So like we did something with Lion's Choice, which is another huge St. Louis company. And that that just was like I didn't they don't insane. I didn't know they were a St. Louis company. Well, I knew yeah. that they were regional, but I don't think they're tied. Everybody thinks of them right away when you think St. Louis places. That is a St. Louis company, right on. Really? Yep. Yeah, I love that place. Another place I discovered yep. at work and stuff. The guy I used to work with always went over by there. Yeah, it's yeah, that's it's good. 
And there's a reason why they, they do so well and why there's a million of them. They're really very, like, hands-on from top to bottom, and they're really all about the quality of their product. So, I mean, it was, like, it was a cool learning experience with, like, working with a company that big, too. Um, you used to you used to tour with corn. What about doing something with corn on with your job? No, right. is that a stupid question? I, no, <laughs> we yeah. do things with corn. <laughs> what did we do? We did a uh, street corn dog. Well, right with Mission Taco. Really? And this was like a few years ago. It was and it had delicious. the R backwards that's, that's and stuff. That sounds no, delicious. No, we put the R backwards. Oh come on, it. that's how you know it's corn. Right, right. And it's a K also. <laughs> But yeah, that's cool. What was it like? How about man? How about going on tour with corn? That's fun. Was it wild? That was wild. Yes. I mean, it's like so, <laughs> so, so, so. You toured with uh, 311, Incubus, lots of like, huge bands. Yeah. Um, but corn, that's that's a wild crowd, no? It's crazy. So corn on uh, Immortal Records was our record label, and early on there was really only a few bands on the label. It was Corn, The Urge, and Incubus. That was it. Um, there were some rap groups that were on another side label, but there was only three rock bands on the label, so we all toured together a lot. Right out of the box, and it was a way for the record label to promote all three bands together, and they're all different, but on tour, it worked. You know, the crowd got a really killer show, so Corn, you know, by the time we started touring with them, they had already kind of broken that barrier where they were starting to kind of get big. Right. And so when we hit Europe with them for the first time, they were about this. They were about as big as Metallica over there. How how old were you when you when that, at that time? Like twenty seven. Oh, maybe twenty six. So you were just kind of old enough to know a little better, but not too old to. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Just old enough to not go to jail. Right. 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 <laughs> that's what I was getting. That's what I was getting. <laughs> Smart yeah. enough not to go Smart to jail. Smart enough that to point. not go to jail. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's got that's got to be a, just a crazy experience going to Europe for the first time and stuff too. Yeah, uh, the had first you tra- time was had you awesome. traveled? Where, where all had you traveled before you had gone to Europe? The entire United States. Yeah. I mean, like over and over and over. So by the time we started touring with Corn, we had done numerous U.S. tours um, independently on our own, and then even when we were started touring with Three Eleven, we we're st- still touring independent of an agency label. We we're just out, you know. We were just a hustling band, and we had a a working van so we stayed on the road um so we toured the u.s like crazy which worked for us was it we were able to build a fantastic like national following um and then we got you know we went to europe a few times one one with corn and then we went back with incubus and another band and went back again yeah um uh yeah so that that was uh what what that was probably what ninety eight ninety something, something like, that. like that yeah because yeah. Master Styles came out in ninety eight so we toured quite heavily on that record so yeah so yeah um, have you ever um, have you ever gone on tour and been mismatched with a with a headlining band or a different band like like because not all um, genres are yeah, the same oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying definitely I mean that happens a lot on fly dates if you're you know you're going you know you're on tour you take a day off. And then maybe your agency says, uh, no days off, whatever. So they throw you on a bill with somebody. So I shit you not, we, it was the urge and village people once. <laughs> um, it was the legitimate That's village awesome. people. And it was like, 
they did not give a shit about us. Right. <laughs> but it was no days off. You know what I mean? So it was like, <laughs> Where, where'd you do the village people? Show? That was in, it was in North Carolina someplace. And we were, was that like a 4th of July? Or something? <laughs> no, it was just one of them things where we were out for like two months mm-hmm. and it was either take a day off or the agency puts you on a gig with, you know, whoever. So that happens. I would I would say we never truly get mismatched because we somehow find a way. Well, it's to well, entertain the people, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. You guys, you guys aren't too anything. You guys, you guys are really just like a like a real solid like alternative rock band. Yeah. So you're not you're not too grungy. You're not too poppy. Right. You know what I mean? So can, it probably doesn't happen to you as much. But right. if Corn got matched with the Village People, that would have been really that would weird. not have worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that would have been something to talk about. <clears throat> we've been we've been paired with a lot of hip hop groups um, over the years. So like Run DMC, Roots, Public Enemy. I one time we did this one show. It was in Portland. It was the Urge, Ministry, and Ice T. Holy shit! And man, that's like three that's, that's completely a, yeah, that's a way big different. Man, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, you guys. That you guys should have uh, had your own night at a festival or something like that. But uh, yeah. Oof. Right yeah, back to back. Ice tea is. <laughs> he's um, great. He's yeah. fucking great. Three Eleven is one of those bands. It's uh, I don't know what it is about them in St. Louis. Like St. Louis really, really loves Three yep. Eleven. I mean, they still come here every year. I think they, yeah. when they were first touring out of the box, it's like the urge does really well in Omaha and other areas around. When they were first touring, they were an Omaha band and they played through this region a lot. They just hustled it and they just they gained their following like brick by brick and people once you know once you get them they stay with you so yeah them sammy hagar for some reason just like certain certain regions i guess just kind of latches yeah. on to certain bands what other region really loves the urge um southeast like all southeast through new york like the carolinas virginia's through there was really good for us so when you guys got back together what was that like eight years ago or something like that 20... you guys did like a big show at the pageant or something wasn't 2011 it? Okay. We officially got back together, and then we did Point Fest that year. Oh. And then we did then we did the pageant. Yeah. So did you did you tour, or were they just St. Louis shows when you guys got back together? We got back together and did some road dates. No major touring though. Okay. Because we weren't promoting a record, so we didn't need to be on the road. Or was the original band all from St. Louis? Mm-hmm. Yep. How did you guys go to high school together? Uh... The original band, like the the original four of us, we yeah. all went to high school together. Yep. Right. What uh, what high school was that? Uh, we were Webster. Webster. Yep. Um. Yeah. When when you're on stage, you um like you're, like you're well known for having like a ton of energy. Like I've I've seen you uh, a couple times. Right. Um. Uh. As as Steve Ewing band and uh, uh, one of the times, um, I think it was at. I drink a lot. I think it was at uh I think it was at I think it was at I the t- I think it was at the tin can. Oh man. Yeah, there was there were there weren't a whole lot of people there. And I was so impressed, I just couldn't believe like you're such a pro. Like you went out there and you put on this killer show. That was my joint too, man. I would like if I could have bought that place, I would I would have we really? played there every month for like six years. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Super, my house because I didn't even expect and, you to be there. I, I was yeah. just there, and then and then there you are. Or I think I knew going in or something, and I was yeah. like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "All right, cool." And uh, yeah, man. So so no matter what's going on in front of you, man, you just always bring it and put on this like show. Like, yeah, I have fun, and um, 
I've been blessed to play with some really amazing musicians, so that helps. I mean, that's to me like they're they're just as much part of it as I am, you know. So if I'm playing with some killer guitar player like Adam, then it's on. The show's on. So, so who do you think is like your biggest uh, inspiration for music and uh, like how you play and how how your your de- your development happened? Um, a, a lot. I tell you what, like growing up, early growing up, like. The guys that could rock a stage were like Prince. Like, have you ever seen Prince play live? He's just as crazy as anybody. I saw him at the Super Bowl. I think that was the only time I saw him like do a live show. Right. And and I couldn't believe what he did to the guitar. I mean, I I'm gonna be honest. I wasn't a huge Prince fan. Maybe right. I should have been. And then when he was younger, he was more even just running around like crazy. And then, um, you know, just some of the bigger bands like Earth, Wind, and Fire. If you saw them live, it was like 12 of them just going crazy. Or Parliament Funkadelic, same thing. Like 20 of them going crazy. (laughs) And then everything changed when I saw Fishbone. And I just saw saw a rock band just put it all together. Like everything. Ska, reggae, funk, punk, hardcore and do it like just flawlessly with a with a crazy energy so that like that kind of opened the door mentally for me like man i can i can do that um that, do that, my that's, own. that's super cool yeah uh who's your who's your favorite musician favorite <laughs> musician yeah somebody that you put on and you like to listen to or a solo act or a band just who's the favorite when if you were to listen to something to unwind and right. it wasn't yours who, 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 would, who would you be putting on oh man that I don't even know how to answer that one. I got to think about that for a second. <laughs> Who would I just listen to musician-wise? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, you sound like a podcast guy. Yeah. You like you like talk radio these days? Yeah, I do. You're yeah. kind of sick of me. <laughs> man. Um, you know, there's a lot. Um, if, I dig, if I dig deep into that question, I could probably say, like, John Coltrane. Um, that's I, a real that's a real musician answer yeah, there because I wanted to you know out of the box as a young kid I wanted to play saxophone and I did I just sucked at it um, but and then my parents turned me on to John Coltrane Miles Davis all that and Miles okay. was Miles was from St. Louis so that culture was really big in my house um, you know so if I if I dig deep into that question yeah I could you know from a respect standpoint, like what's happening musically, I can say that, you know, but I don't know, maybe from, do, a, do you, do you see any of that? Does any of that come out? And when, when you write music, none like, of that comes out. I mean, <laughs> okay. I, w- I would say like, there's so many influences when, when we're writing. In fact, I could go to the store, right. You know, buy a stack of records that gets into your psyche. So when we get to actually writing, I throw them, I throw them, I hide them. So I don't want to be influenced by certain things. I want to see if I can organically like dig something out that is there, you know what right. I mean? But not being directly influenced by some record I just listened to yesterday. Right. Nah. Um, and that happens. Um, the insight to the mind of a genius. That's, so, that's pretty cool. I, so I like that. The, the who process. Did, who did you say? Well, who was the influence? What was his name? Coleman? John Coltrane. John, what is it? John Coltrane. Oh, I don't know him. Saxophone player. Was like, he, yeah. was he a was he a high energy guy? He was a jazz musician from um the height of like the sixties bebop okay. era. So um Okay. He was like he and Miles Davis were like the rock stars of their 
of their era of their kind of thing. My 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 buddy's a uh, like a super music uh, guy, like music nerd almost. You know what I mean? And he was just telling me all about like uh, like uh, the progression of Miles Davis's uh, career and and how he he just kept evolving into different styles stuff that i yeah. probably wouldn't notice to my in my ears but like a real musician would probably notice yeah he kind of evolved that was his whole thing is he kept he kept changing yeah he kept he's like that's the definition of cool he just he kept changing he kept kind of pushing the envelope on what you could do as a jazz musician yeah and so that's i think people have a lot of respect for that um are you um but speaking of speaking of all the energy that you uh, you have uh, that you use when you do a show, um, so you you I mean you're up there you're 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 working you're sweating like you're exhausted after a show right? Um, these days, yeah. <laughs> it's so it's funny like when we first started touring, we were touring with you know two or three other bands a night. You know you'd be out. Your show was only forty five minutes. So you could just go crazy for 45 minutes and then kick it, right? The whole rest of the night, have tons of energy. The bigger you get, the longer you're set. So by the time you get to be on tour and you're doing your headlining show, you're doing two hours. So that putting on that show for two hours is exhausting, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Like after a podcast, I am just whooped. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, I mean, Danny be wearing me out. Yeah, God. No, I, this guy's I, leaning on me, talking only, shit. I can only imagine two hours is a long time to be up there running around singing. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a huge workout. It's a big time workout. Yeah, oh, you should be sponsored by Red Bull. Like all that energy Man, going on. Up there. Um, you know, you so yeah, you got to be, you got to be in shape. And so, like, if you, there's a really cool like David Lee Roth is one of my favorites. He talks about how Van Halen, when they would tour, they had rehearsal and training blocks. Like they trained like athletes before they went on tour because it was a high energy show. But they didn't just go on the road, man. They were in shape before they hit the road. Right. So it kind of segues into uh, you're pretty in shape these days. And uh, how did that come? Like, When did you decide I'm going to go to the gym and smash these weights every day and become a bodybuilder? Well... I've been working out since I was 12, uh, you know, playing sports through school and, and when I was little and stuff. And then, you know, like when the band was touring, I, I got out of sports, you know, like after my senior year of high school, the band was touring. Um, all the activity keeps you in pretty decent shape. And um, then we, I moved out to L.A. and just really got focused on learning more about fitness um, See all them L.A. bodies out there. And the culture is big out there, you right. know what I mean? So you start to just learn more and more. And um, when I got done with Urge and kept my, my daughter got a little bit older, I'm like, man, I've always wanted to, like, see if I could get any larger. You know what I mean? It's all about just kind of staying fit and, you know, and lean. But I'm like, can I get larger? You know what I mean? And so... Damn, most of the time when people get older... They're not trying to get bigger. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I don't, I'm scared to get bigger. Well, you know what I mean? Cause I think I'll never, but like he's, I, he's not bigger in he's, any sense. Other he's, than he's actually, he, he yeah. knows what he's doing. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? So I guess it's process, different. Trust me. So I think maybe it's just a fine line when you get older, you just kind of, yeah, it, it, it's hard to get easy, the, yeah. keep the aesthetic. You yeah, know? It right. easy. It's harder. It's more difficult. Let me put it that way. I'm 51. So 
I can tell you that there's a difference between 40 and 50. And he's 51 yeah. and in better shape than both of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> why, why do we always have guests that can kick our asses? Can we ever Can we ever get a guest in here who's not in better shape than us? I don't That's think awesome. it's possible. I, we've never had one. Everybody's always in great shape. Um, uh, so, like, like when you were torn and stuff, um, like, I know, I know Jonathan Davis wasn't working out. You know what I'm saying? From corn. Like, so, so were you, were you like staying active and all that back when you were torn? Because, oh, man, because I yeah. know that most, most other, most of these Big rock time. stars are not right. Or are they? Um, they are. So like me and David, the drummer at the time would hit the gym pretty much on a daily basis. Um, if we were touring in a nicer bus and we had a bigger crew, we brought, we brought a gym with us. So one bay of the bus had a bench, barbell, you know, it was probably like about 300 pounds weights wise in there. So we could like pull into a parking lot, set up the bench. And 311 did that too. A lot of bands will just set up their workout gear. You won't never see it because you do it in the morning. So uh, it, it's not all like the, the rock star lifestyle isn't what all, isn't always what people think it is. Cause I mean you're working out, so you're not like out there partying until four a.m. every night and no, yeah. I mean I can't. Right. <laughs> like guitar players, their their hands will still work if they're even if they're hungover. <laughs> um, yeah, my yeah. voice won't work if I'm fucked up. Oh so, yeah. yeah, I know that all too well. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Nelly, he's 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 a well-known kind of athletic guy. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. You know Maynard, he's uh, he's a jujitsu practitioner. Oh, I, have a, I have a question: Do you ever drive around, listen to your own music? Um, like once a year. Once a year. <laughs> Anybody ever catch you on the street I'll listening to your music or visit it? Like just to, like just to almost I'm almost like technically critiquing it, right? Um, just like picking it apart. So I'm oh not listening to it, just no, rocking well, out. I'm just like, my my wife drove up next to Nelly the other day, and he was beaten country grammar shut the fuck I up i swear to god you gotta be kidding i swear to god you gotta know that's awesome i promise you are you she serious call, she called me and she was like can you hear that that's nelly he, that's his music he's listening to in his car it was just some guy that looked like me. no that is awesome said he was beaten to it <laughs> what kind of car was i got I, too many questions i'll ask her his again. license plate will be nelly i guarantee she, she called up because she knows him because she worked at the casino and he used to go oh. in their office so she knows who she's looking okay at. right right yeah that uh, is hilarious. Yeah, that, that's why. I, that's you why won't I asked catch it. me doing that. Yeah, because he, he definitely wasn't critiquing his music. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, uh, so so yeah, I mean, obviously some uh, some artists. I mean, straight up rocks. I, I consider you a rock star, man. I mean, you are a rock star. So like, so yeah, there there is that. Um, that everybody everybody does think they live that crazy rock star life, and and they might not be. Uh, you know, keeping their shit together, going to the gym, doing all that. But yeah, so like yeah. Nelly, he, I mean, I don't know what he does, but he found a way to stay in great shape. Yeah. Um, uh, you do that. Some of them do that. What are, what are some other, um, artists that you've come across that are, uh, like, like just, just like, like you're, you're borderline, a like a, uh, artist jock. Like there's this, there's this like real, the- there's a, there's a unique line. group of people yeah. who like like real artists like you don't think of them as being people who like really like take on these types of athletic lifestyles yeah you know um a lot a lot of the artists like i said you know they're getting in their workouts or you know they're, they're they're staying in shape um for aesthetically some of them it does it's, it doesn't work for them to gain muscle it's all about just being able to run around on stage 
fit into designer clothes. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. for me, like for me, like my I've I've worked on my body so that it looks good with the shirt off. Put it that put it that way. So, right. You know. Um. So always, you know, mm. and uh, man, I I've seen it. Like we were in Europe on one trip and went down to the gym. We were I think we we're in England or something and. Steven Tyler was down there pumping iron. He was getting it, dude. Really? So, yeah. I mean, like he. I he, thought he just doesn't eat. I thought that was his secret. <laughs> I mean, I he mean, looks he might, so skinny. I mean, he might not be eating, but I mean, <laughs> or you know, something else. But he's getting it in, and nutrition's a huge thing on the road. There's something about moving from town to town. If you don't keep your shit together, oh yeah, it will just kill you, man. Yeah, like, hell yeah. I've I've driven a truck a little bit, like over the road, traveling for work. Yeah, and um, and and I know that's. Uh, <laughs> Man, you can't you can't let it get away from you because you're so because you're so it'll, inactive. It'll ruin everything about yeah. you. It'll, it'll, yeah, because you need you need that energy for all the shit you got to do, and then um, but yeah, if you're eating cheeseburgers every day, it just kills you. Yeah, and then you're getting bored and stuff, so you're snacking when you normally wouldn't because you're sitting in one spot, you're yeah. driving the oh, road. Yeah. So what is, what's your what's your workout consist of these days? Like, how's your your diet and workout play into each other? So it just depends. So I'm just starting I'm starting prep for May bodybuilding show it'll be 22 weeks nice so i just so I just start just clean everything up is is so, this is this pro, like a pro show amateur show it's like amateur what, which show which um which which show is it uh the nambf is the big natural league We're, and, and so there's two shows there's one here in june and and where's it at in st louis well where though oh um i think this is at the sun theater like over by Grand. I'm okay. not exactly sure on that one. They just released the dates on that one. Okay. Uh, the the first one I'm doing in May is in Omaha oh. at the uh, Civics, not the Civic Center. It's um, the Masonic Hall downtown. Okay. And this is the second time I've done that show, and it's fun and. It's a pro qualifier, so I am shooting for my pro status this year. I can't wait to add pro to the beginning yeah, of bodybuilder so when I'm, I introduce I'm, you. I'm gonna give it a shot. <laughs> So that's why I'm, I'm taking a little bit more time to get in better shape. Um, um, I I got a new coach last year. He's like, a, we took a look at you, and I got a better idea of what we're gonna do with your training. Where uh, where are you training? Who's your trainer? Um, a guy named Marcus Seidel. Um, he's fantastic. His main focus is on the nutrition side of things. And oh how, yeah, abs are made in the kitchen. Uh, yeah, how to peak the athletes. Um, like the last three, four weeks of um, of prep and the is the key. It's it's how to get the, the athlete on stage like really lean but also really full. So that's that's tricky. That's the science. That's the part I don't know how to do. Yeah. No, I think you do. You're doing pretty good. <laughs> how, how old are you now? You're I'm fifty one. Fifty one. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy, man. I hope when I'm forty one, you know, I can I can uh, you you I can won't be. No. You'll, you'll look something similar to this. <laughs> Um, hey, well, uh, how, how, so, so, so you're gearing up for the show. Yeah. Are, are you train? are you training? Like it, how much is your uh, training going to evolve from now to then? So is it, is it, it just won't change much at all? Okay. What about diet? So the diet will just inch, inch its way down over 22 weeks. It might go down for a bit, like as far as like overall calories and it might go back up. He might be like, you know, you're, you're leaning out too fast or you're, you look flat or something like that. 
or your energy levels are low in the gym, so he might increase carbohydrates or decrease carbohydrates. He'll he'll play around with it to hit the sweet spot. Um, when do you have to? Do you drink? Yeah, yeah, not that, not a lot, but I, yeah, some, yeah. I've I've been to the TikTok Tavern a few times. Yeah, like like I couldn't believe when I was sitting at the bar and you were right there. I was just like, oh my god. But yeah. but um, <laughs> but so so I knew you did drink, but I don't. Right. I didn't know if you were doing bodybuilding and all that really hard then. So uh, it so at what point do, are you going to have to stop drinking? Like leading uh, up to this? Yeah, it doesn't really, it doesn't really fit in there. So like, okay, well, beer doesn't. I mean, yeah, it, it you can. You can have, you know, a drink here and there. Like, you're going to go, you know, do some family stuff, whatever, and you're going to be around family, have a drink, or have a couple of drinks. It's not, that's not going to hurt anything, but regular drinking doesn't doesn't fit. And we all definitely have to drink when we're around family. <laughs> what about... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when, when do you have to cut out Steve's dogs? Um, that never happens because <laughs> I'm in the kitchen every day. So I just, like... I just make it a part of what I'm doing. So I actually like, I'm like, well, I'm going to have, you know, one of these dogs because they come tasting the food. Yeah. So I'm going to have this, whatever, but it just fits in the plan. So we work around it. Uh, did That's were, awesome. Were you at Steve's? <laughs> yeah. were, you, were you at your restaurant today? Yes, I was. Yeah. Did you eat a Steve's dog today? Um, I didn't eat the dogs, but I tasted the fries. I tasted quite a few fries. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't have just one. Yeah, so you're here and they're always checking the food. I mean, so you work around it. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, uh, I think uh, I think I think we're gonna take a little break to do a sponsor ad, and then uh, then we'll be right back. Is cool. that okay? Sweet. Yeah. You sticking around? All right. Cool. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Lane here. Wanted to let you all know about our newest sponsor to the right lane, In Zone Sports. They're a locally owned and operated youth sports organization right here in St. Louis. Sports are a huge part of the show, and that's because sports are a huge part of our lives. Danny and I played all kinds of organized sports growing up, so we know how important it is for kids to get out there and play and learn all those valuable team building skills. But we know how frustrating some sports leagues can be, especially for the parents. They want major time and financial commitments and the next thing you know, you're going door to door selling TJ's pizzas just so your kids can play. If you've experienced anything like this, then let me introduce you to End Zone Sports. End Zone focuses on keeping the fun in youth sports and is for all kids regardless of ability. End Zone Sports offers youth soccer, t-ball, flag football, and basketball leagues. All End Zone Sports asks is that the parents come and experience the excitement of the games. They play on the same day every week to keep it convenient for the parents. And right now, they're offering three-on-three basketball leagues, like a hoop-it-up for the kids, just like we used to play. They're doing it right in South County, right off Telegraph Road. Uh, go to the Facebook page to check it all out. Uh, and one of the philosophies of in-zone sports is that they want all kids to play, which is why they partnered with EveryKidsSport.org a non-profit who offers scholarships to families who qualify to off, uh, to cover the cost of the league. Uh, check those details out on the Facebook page as well. Uh, End Zone Sports is now registering for three-on-three basketball, and that starts in January 2022. Uh, so go to www.endzone.com slash gateway 
endzonesports.com slash gateway. That's in the letter in zonesports.com slash gateway or call or text 314-320-7591 for more information. Remember that's www.in the letter in zonesports.com slash gateway. Uh, also use the promo code TWL like the right lane to save $15 off your registration fees. Uh, remember to use TWL. Save $15. Go sign up. Get your kids out there to play. All right. Um, yeah, I got uh, Steve Ewing here. He's uh, going to sit in with uh, uh, our game of uh, Squared Up. It's not really a game, uh, just kind of a segment. segment. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to ask uh, ask Danny a question, or I'll start with Steve. Uh, just just about some uh, just a word or a phrase. Uh, then they'll have thoughts on it, or they won't, and then I'll move to the next guy, and uh, then we'll move on to the next one. Uh, let me start with Steve. Hey, Steve. Uh, Twizzlers thoughts. Oh man, that's like the word of the day. <laughs> I love Twizzlers. I eat them all the time. <laughs> In fact, when I was on tour, my wife would send me boxes of Twizzlers. I eat Twizzlers all the time. Is 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 that is Twizzlers not something you can find everywhere? I mean, no, when you go abroad, ubiquitous. sometimes they don't have Twizzlers, man. No shit. Yep, and I'm just You're like getting care packages with I'm, Twizzlers. I'm not even joking. It's on my it's on my rider. It's on my contract rider. I get Twizzlers. No shit. Do you do you yes. like all the different iterations, <laughs> like the the, the, the peel and eat or I whatever? Like the, I like the the peel ones, the regular ones, the cherry ones. What about black uh, uh, licorice? Nah, I'm not into that. Yeah, who I'm likes that? that? Grand, who's who's not 75 like years old? Okay, moving <laughs> on. Danny, your thoughts on Twizzlers? <laughs> I'm st- I can't get over the fact that he still gets the care package. That's aw- that's awesome. <laughs> the care package and then the contractor. That's uh, my wife loves them. We get them all the time from the Walgreens. We watch them with movies and stuff. Or we eat them when we watch movies. You know how there's um, now like there's the, the peel kind's the best for me. Really? Yeah, I'm like a little kid. You I, know, I like the peel those more. are really good. I mean, like they're, I don't like the softness. I like I, I like love, having yeah. the, the the extra like chewy right. like kind of jerky style old what, like. I use them as a straw. Oh, you can use oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about it. I haven't had Twizzlers in so long. I told long. you I'm a kid, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, they've got so many different kinds of infused liquors like peanut butter and all that. Why don't they have a Twizzlers? <sighs> Oh, that I'm, sounds like an opportunity, I'd, I'd huh? I'd be down with that. Uh, how about how about you look into that, Steve? I'd be down with that. <laughs> Love uh, Twizzlers. Uh, Steve, um, the Box Music Channel thoughts? Oh, the Box. I forgot about that. <laughs> so that that's a it's great because when Jump Right In came out, uh, it was climbing the charts, and it was just before it got added to MTV. Sony went really deep and hardcore into the box. They started promoting hardcore at the box. So people were like, man, we saw the video on the box and they were buying it and stuff. And then shortly after MTV like went on it. You know what I mean? So we got the ad and then we came like a regular rotation there. But the box was a big start for us. Uh, isn't that just the weirdest thing, though? Yeah. Looking you, back you paid, on it. You paid two bucks or something like that well, to you, see a video? You, no, first you went to your uh, your parents, your mom's purse, and you stole her credit card. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and because I didn't know how credit cards worked, I never did this. But uh, no, it was the weirdest thing. Like... Um, just just back then like yep. that interactive kind of stuff but you're always sitting there waiting for somebody else to pay for man a video you pay for the video and then wait all day to see it it might not <laughs> even come on when you are there danny 
Uh, I don't know anything about the box. Are you serious? Box, it was the, channel 58. Box, that's what I was going to yeah. say. And it was staticky. And it was staticky. I didn't pay for nothing on it, though, because I was outside hooping. But I don't remember anybody having to pay for it. It just used to come in real staticky. Well, of yeah. course you didn't. Like, neither did I. But it's like somebody out there was paying was for paying music. Was paying for music. Oh, yeah. is that how we got it? Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know. It, it was It was like the preview channel. All the, all yes. the It was just scrolling up yeah. constantly. I just remember all the like static and music would come out. And half yeah. the kids in the neighborhood were inside listening to the box. And the other half were outside hooping or whatever. And yeah, was, so was it was like, kids. so you had MTV, and then it was a brilliant concept. It's basically like a video jukebox. Right. You know, um, and I think they hadn't, they were just starting to figure out the, you know, the whole how to get money from people. Right. <laughs> you know, with credit cards and stuff, whatever. And this is before the internet. Uh, so they they were... So, they found a way to get money from kids out of their parents, basically. Yeah. So somebody would Guaranteed. pay for it though, and it would show for it would show everybody. It would show for everybody. Yeah. Uh, it was weird. I it, remember it just being goes old. to show how few people were actually doing it, but somehow it was like this channel everybody watched. It was like that and MTV. VH1 wasn't even that. VH1 even was like some old school thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That didn't really have a lot of like like MTV real, really nailed it back then. I don't remember VH1 yeah. until I was in my twenties. So I will give you some insight on the box. What kind of, I think what maybe killed it is the labels understood the power of it, so they just start throwing money at it. So in other words, like if you got a new artist, they could just buy twenty thousand dollars worth of plays. Right. Okay. Then, so they figured out how to do that, and then it was like, okay, well then you're gonna see the same shit over and over again. So yeah. 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 So, but it was fun while it lasted. I don't know how yeah. long it did last. That's that's a weird thing. Yeah, I remember me. that. I yeah. yeah, I remember it. I just didn't know that you had, somebody was paying for it at some point. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Steve, um, the Island Boys. The Thoughts. Island Boys. The Island Boys. I'm an Island Boy. Don't what, tell I me you don't know. That. I don't know that. Oh, God. why do I not know that? Because because you you're not you're, on TikTok. You're, no, because you're you, you, you should you know. You know. You, should, you, should, you shouldn't know it. You shouldn't know who they are. Uh, <laughs> there there's some uh, kids from uh, I think they're originally from Hawaii or maybe Cuba. What Florida? Because I think they're originally from Cuba and they're actually Florida now. But they're they had some trouble in their youth and they got all their faces all tattooed up, their hairs all kinds of. It, they're I'm goofy about to people. Check that out. Yeah, they're out. Uh, but what they're doing with it? It started out like people. Even you see them and you're like, oh, these two idiots. But then when you like hear a little bit of their story and stuff, and they're paying for their mom's house and they're helping, their, they're doing all this stuff so they can one for money. But what they're doing right. with that is helping their mom's situation and uh, essentially they're they they. Pass themselves off as rappers, I think, is yeah, what yes, it is. But That's, they're not. But they're not really like nobody likes them for that. They just like l- looking at them because they're so weird looking. Like they look like, like if The Simpsons drew up like, yes. uh, like now, discussing they, rappers. That's who they do. Draw. They rap? I think they, so. They, <laughs> I don't they, really they, know. they do something like that. <laughs> right. Have to check I heard. I, I just have to check it out. I heard their <laughs> Island Boy song. I. Uh, I don't know if it's really yeah what they consider what you consider them doing is music really right but. I, I kind of I, I respect the drip. I'm about to check that out. Um, we 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 talked earlier about how hot dogs weren't <laughs> really a thing in St. Louis, but they were a thing in other places. I feel like food trucks are the same way. They used they've always kind of been around in other places, but not necessarily here until recently. Danny, your thoughts on food trucks? Oh, I, I love them. I wish we had taco fucking food trucks everywhere. At every corner, because I would get tacos all day, every day. <laughs> get a taco dog. Uh, yeah, like uh, right right across the street is uh, oh, Nine, Nine Mile, Mile Garden. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you know about that. You need I to get don't. Steve's dog food truck. Yeah. Steve, thoughts on food trucks? Uh, food, like you said, 
in LA, we saw them before, like they were all custom out. They call them roach coaches, or they, yeah. they just, or you know, like lachera, which means like you know that the food truck would come and there's full kitchen in it, full breakfast and lunch menu, and they fix it on the fly. And so, that kind of you know that was happening on the coast, and I think maybe down like in Miami, like areas like there were just tons of people on the streets, whatever. But it was not happening in St. Louis for. Maybe ten years afterwards, you know. It was, uh, yeah, they're more uh, like site specific like, now too. Even though that they are out, like they come through and well, uh, that's that's the that's the absolute uh, beauty of them. But, uh, I, Go to job yeah, sites. The first time I really seen them was in Colorado, Denver, uh-huh. and because man, Denver they got so many people. So they're like on when right. It's like the landing used to be, except it's way bigger and it, it goes into all these different corridors. Right. And they have food trucks that you just roll up on and stuff, and it was just everywhere. Yeah, Denver's pretty cool. They got a lot going on, no doubt. And there's a lot of people now. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the landing, Steve, Mississippi Nights. Thoughts? Oh, it's the greatest. It's it's the growing grounds for The Urge, you know, and so many other bands. It's like a pageant, but dirtier. And everybody played there. I don't care how big they were. Everybody played in Mississippi Nights at one point. So it was a big deal for us to when we did our first gigs there. It was like, man, everybody's played here, and it was a big deal. And then we, you know, started filling the place up. It was even more of a big deal. But and when you you know when you talk to people my age or young, or, you know, even in their forties, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is, man, I remember the Mississippi Nights days. Man. Everybody misses it. Yep. And I, that's the first thing that comes out I, of their mouth. I and and I I only know about it because of those stories from everybody because yep. I never went. I know it's a parking lot now. What's funny? I I went yeah. one time and I think I seen you there. My buddy, uh, my buddy Bruce, his brother was a musician and played and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I think we went and seen you there. I'm gonna have to ask him. I'm I'm almost positive it was you. That's funny. Yeah, I, we there's a in fact there's a, a book, coming out. Uh, his name is Garrett Enlow. He's the author, but he was a patron, for you know decades, and then he, I think he worked there temporarily, but he gathered. Tons of pictures, interviewed everybody who worked there, all the bands, and so this book is coming out this year. That's that's super cool. Yeah. Uh, hey Lane, I've been to Mississippi Nights and you haven't. I, yeah, what's up with that? Man? <laughs> Just want to throw that out there, bro. Okay, <laughs> I've been at a parking lot, so I've been, <laughs> right. Um, uh, Danny, uh, building muscle versus building strength. Ooh, good question. Well, I mean, it, it, what what are you looking for? It's individually. Uh, I like strength, so I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna build towards. I'm uh, the building muscle is a fail, to work out to failure. Uh, first of all, I don't. I'm not. I don't like to do that. Just not. I like to. I want to see who, how much I can lift. But uh, I. You don't look as good as the guy who builds muscle. And some people just like have naturally have a certain fit to their body and stuff. So they they look a certain way no matter what, how they lift. Uh, me, I'm not. I'm a little chunky around the midsection and stuff. So. The upper, above the stomach needs to look big. <laughs> and that comes from lifting lots of weights. Uh, nice. Steve, uh, building building uh, muscle versus building strength. Thoughts? I go uh, in phases. So I go through a hypertrophy phase uh, where I'm working. Hypertrophy? Yep, where I'm trying to build muscle. Well, so I work in a high Matt range. Matt Owen didn't say that word when we had him on. <laughs> <laughs> and he was he was the greatest fitness that, mind I've true. ever heard. I'm gonna have to give him shit about that. So I anyway. go through a phase where I'm where I'm building muscle, and then um, then after a competition, you know, you're depleted, you're weak. 
I'll go back into basics, just three, four moves, really trying to build strength. Because what I really want, like, you know, when I turn 60, and then maybe I'm not competing anymore, I want to have that balance, you know, I want to have some strength so I can still move. Um, and I, I don't think, like you said, like I have an athletic build, whatever, so right. I'm, I'm not worried about losing muscle or anything like that, you know. As I age, I will lose muscle, but, you know, not a ton. Right, no, yeah. Um... Uh, Steve, uh, intermittent fasting thoughts. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know that much about it. I mean, I know kind of about it, but I'm not. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not something you I get like into. to eat too much. So I'm just like Danny. Intermittent uh, fasting. I believe that for men, it is a really good thing to do, <laughs> but women, right. it fucks with their hormones and, uh, they should not do it at all because uh, it'll help them retain water and weight and stuff. <laughs> so right. it's, it's good for men to do. All right. All right yeah. Hey, thank yeah. you, Matt Owen. It's, uh, yeah. Thanks, Matt Owen. <laughs> Um, uh, Steve, uh, Manja Italiano thoughts. Uh, it's, it's the old place that I'm in now. Right. So Manja's great. Um, we were all sad when it left actually, cause we spent a lot of late nights in there. It was open till three. So for us, it was the spot that we ended up at after gig. So we play gig till midnight. One oh, o'clock. you've been going there forever. Then. And then, yeah, we'll go to Manja for some drinks until three or just kind of just cool off, you know, or. So the whole South Korean district was a cool place to be um, after midnight for years, and so 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 you'd been uh, frequenting South Grand uh, for for a long time, mm-hmm. but but just recently, I guess recently opened the South Grand Steve's Dogs location. Yep, was that always on your radar to try to get down to Steve's or to South Grand? No, we we're we're in the neighborhood. The other shop was on on Magnolia, just like four blocks away kind of tucked away in the neighborhood you know where you, across from Arcadia checks yeah. yeah so we we suffered we didn't suffer but there was no foot traffic over there so we had to really bring them in and it was you know it was work um but as soon as that became available we're like man this is this is what we want so we we jumped in on it um how much did you change manja when you got in there there were all, um, all this, we just all the, there was all this art on the walls and we left stuff. the art really um local artists he was like an old school like wrestling at the chase guy artist you know so everybody knew him it took him 20 years to paint that or over 20 years so we left that but we did everything else we changed so we repainted we did the ceiling the floor plumbing electrical kitchen it's the same layout and all that same layout the i'll, I'll admit i haven't been yeah. at this location i have yeah. been to the other ones though. so it's like layout is very similar okay um but aesthetically we you know changed a lot and we had to completely infrastructure wise completely redo everything so uh danny your thoughts on tiktok before we started this i listened to that i watched it all the time like it had taken over like all of my social media uh, hours I watched or like yeah, I said hours. Uh, I love TikTok. I thought it was great, but since we've started doing this, I don't get to watch it all, a whole lot no more. Because if I'm on my phone or doing something, I'm focusing on what we can be doing and stuff. But yeah, I love TikTok. Sweet, uh, Steve. My kiddo's on it all the time. I don't have time. Yeah, really, you don't yeah. use it as like a promotional social media thing. Or uh, just Steve's getting dogs, there, so yeah, yeah, for sure you could none of that. Definitely. I mean, and look, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't get it. No, I, I don't get it. I but get it. I definitely. Okay. Yeah, I love but it. I'm just, but you own the TikTok Tavern, <laughs> <laughs> so you were like, 
Yeah, have you had any trademark? Uh... Well, I don't own TikTok, so that's we're two separate businesses. Oh, so okay. We All did right. the food, and I thought that was your place. No, we so we were just a food component on our side. Oh. So two separate businesses. Okay. All right, we, right we on. Cut that hole in there. So well, that guy's got go. some um, some uh, legal. But that place was TikTok. <laughs> they didn't change the name. That place was TikTok since. Since the Vietnam War, the place was oh, wow. been open that long. Yeah, and it closed, and they reopened it, and they just kept the name. Oh wow! But uh, yeah, I, I I get TikTok. No, I, yeah, and now that uh, like when I when I first got on like a year or so ago, two years ago, there wasn't a whole lot of like you would you would scroll through and see a bunch of kids doing stuff and everything. Right. But it's like your thumbprint though. Like after you like so many times, oh. they, they give you the same type of content that you're yeah. interested in, and like it, I think it's awesome. It's a good promotional tool too if you ever. Yeah. Look into that. So we're just like starting to put some effort into building a TikTok presence, you know. So, uh, Danny, um, Star Wars, man, <laughs> I don't really. I mean, don't get into it. Nah. Okay. What about uh, Marvel? I like Marvel. You like Marvel? <laughs> do you? <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, I get what you're doing right there. All I right, see. Right. I see what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars is cool. I mean. It, I like the older version, like to walk by and just look at it and stuff. But I really, right. I wasn't really into that. I wasn't into it. But it's like one of the most famous quotes ever, though. I am your father. It's not <laughs> what he says, even. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Steve, uh, Star Wars? Uh, it's a huge part of my life. I mean, you're you're wearing a Steve's dog shirt right now. Yeah. That looks like it's kind of yep. uh, Star Wars themed a little bit. Big part of my life. I was in uh, summer of third grade when the movie came out. We all, all of us kids saw the original. Where did, did you see it in theaters? Mm, at the where, theaters. Where, so. Which theater, if you don't uh, mind? The old little Kirkwood Theater. On okay, the I don't Kirkwood know. Kirkwood Road on Lindbergh. Well. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we all saw it that summer, man. It was like, we saw God, man. Yes. Yeah. It was, <laughs> was mind-blowing. At that time, there was nothing that looked like that. Right. I mean, and nothing that looked like that after that for a while. So it was, uh, it was life-changing and. It was just cool to get, you know, and there's three more movies that came out every other year. And so we just had all this, all this stuff. And then we collected the toys, you know, as kids. So I think maybe kids now collect, like they might be collecting Marvel shit or, or some other stuff. I didn't, see, I didn't see the Star Wars until a little later, but I'd seen like all the, the backpacks and the coats and the stuff at school. Yeah. And maybe that's why I don't like it because I didn't see it for a long time. And then all these, right. then, then I seen the movie. It's just a different generation, I think. The, I think the that's older, what it is. Yeah. But that older, yeah. that, the older Either you were I there like. for it and then, then you, you were just like hooked from then and yeah. then, or, or you weren't, you know. I think um, you're right. But if you're flipping through and you see the older version of them, I stop and watch it until the commercial break or whatever. Right. The new ones, I, I never got into the newer ones. So, but the older ones, I definitely watched and got well, what do you think about the new ones, Steve? All the, all this new spinoff stuff, everything the Star Wars are these great. days. So all the Disney stuff, I think it's fantastic. The last six prequels or the three prequels were okay. I mean, I watched them, you know, like them, but they were okay. Um, and then the last three Star Wars movies were pretty pretty good. So I think I think when they got Lucas out of there, like. For making all the shots and stuff, they started making good Star Wars movies again. Really? Yeah. Oh my! But you're God. watching them. I can't believe you're you said that. I'm still a loyal watch Star it. Wars yeah. guy would never say that. Oh no, yeah, actually, I think, Lucas. I think they was, say that all the time yeah. now. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because he's right. just like he's he got kind of stuck in his old ways and. Okay. You know, so um, you know, when they let some of the 
newer badass directors and you know writers get a hell of it start making better stuff so uh steve um ted drews thoughts oh ted drews love ted drews like that's how could you not right it's part of st louis yeah i mean go to that little that chippewa went up here and Make out with chicks in the parking lot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Those are the days. <laughs> yeah. Those are still the days sometimes. But, but, uh, uh, got, it's only my girlfriend now. The question I have, though, is uh, did you wait in the two-hour-long-ass line to, before you got the idea? Uh, well, that's when you make yeah. out. No, he's no, you know. <laughs> right? Like, if, if we go there, I'm sitting in the car. Right. I'm, I'm like, babe, you got to go stand in right. that line because I'm not doing that. <clears throat> I will say this, though. They're fast as hell. The line will be long, and you won't. I mean, you'll wait, but you won't wait that long. I mean, is is um, dude, like like they are. They you can tell they're working back. Oh, they're there. back. Yes. They're working. There's yeah. kids. These kids in yellow shirts just running. Uh, it kind of looks like uh, uh, the kitchen of Hodax. Like if you ever get a yep. peek back there, it's like man, it's just all this clanging and all they're this moving, like all yep. this frying and action going on, and it's uh, Hodax pretty badass. Oh, <laughs> what? Do we have a fan of Hodax in yeah, here? I, yeah, I'm not. I'm a. I'm a zzz. You don't, <laughs> you're, you don't like Hodax? I like it. Okay. Look, I like it. It's just not what everybody makes it out to be. All right, That's look, correct. we talk about Hodax a lot on this show. Hodax is is lovable. Hodax Hodax is uh it it it's a it's this great balance. It's a good atmosphere. It nobody said it was the best. I, I no, don't know. Some it, people say it's you the don't best chicken, line. Like if you don't know chicken but it's places, fun and it's cheap and right. uh, and you can take your whole family there. But it's in the neighborhood. Good. You can you can drink there. It's you can be no, loud. No, it's so well known though that if you don't know like the the St. Louis and you're like somebody asks you about chicken, you're like, oh hey, go to Hodax. Yeah, because you've heard of Hodax so much, and it shouldn't be the representation of our fried chicken. It, I'm sorry, but it is. It, I know it, it, it is, is, but it shouldn't be. I, I can't. Shouldn't what, be. what else? No, it is. I'd rather have Popeyes represent like, us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, you know, there's a, there's a there's a, a few different restaurants that could well, be for it. Well, th- hey, Steve. Yeah. So there's another void, I guess. There's right. uh, fried chicken. Maybe St. Louis can use another fried chicken well, place. We got uh, Burden Barrel's Bar- good. Burden Barrel is fantastic. Yeah, very good. Have you had Burden Barrel, Dan? No, I've not. They're very really good. good. Uh, Porter's. You ever had Porter's Chicken? No, where's that? Porter's Chicken has been around for probably 40 years. They're over Maplewood. Still there. In the Deer Creek Center. Where the well, Gus's liquor. is sliding in on them. Then. Gus's is good. But Porter's has been around for a couple generations. Okay. And it I'm going to have to check them out. It's home-style fried chicken. It's like greasy fries. You can get gizzards. You can get all. You can get everything. Well, all, yeah. All right. Yeah. So you're getting pretty close to the competition. So you're gonna have to stay away from that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was my cheat meal, or that was my like post meal. Yeah. After the last show, which is a big ass box of Popeyes, dude. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Popeyes across dude, the street. I, I never get to go. Murdered some Popeyes. I feel you on that. Uh, Danny, um, the hill. Uh, just in general, the hill. Uh, historic is the first thing that comes to my mind because uh but i mean you know i didn't travel outside of crown to let a whole lot so uh i just hear about it and stuff like that so when i finally got to go it, it, i wouldn't say like a, an awing but it kind of was because like all these restaurants and it was it was different from the crown to let area that i grew up in and stuff and i i think i appreciated it a lot more seeing it at an older age than, than i would have at 15 or 12 or whatever so right. I, yeah it's just historic to me is what i think of steve same thing. That's why I moved my first spot there. It's because in the city limits, like this is a very well-known neighborhood for food, for one, and it's a touristy area. So people come to the hill. 
as tourists that come out of town. So on Saturdays, I'd have a built-in crowd, or at least I'd have built-in traffic. Um, right. And it's it's uh, it's the last. What do they say? It's the last ethnic neighborhood in the city. So even Dogtown, which was like primarily yeah. Irish, yeah. is not that way anymore. Right. Whereas the hill, the hill tries to remain largely Italian. Right. Um. So there's a lot of still a lot of families own their businesses and all that stuff. So. I didn't really look at it that way, but yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think a Yogi Bear too. Uh, famous famous restaurant on the hill. Uh, do you do you have one, Danny? I, I don't. You don't, uh, Steve. Uh, Zia's is really good. I Zia's is yeah, really I good. Yeah. Is is Ragazzi's the Hodax of Italian restaurants? Like like you're not going to make the argument that it's the best, but it's just fun. It's good. There's it's good. A, there's a handful of recipes down there that all the restaurants kind of have the same deal. Maybe they might tweak it a little bit, but there's some basic hill recipes, right? Like, and so Ragazzi's, like, you know, has those recipes, whatever. Then they're they're servicing that crowd that. Comes in, goes watches watches the game, get some beers, go to the ball game, and you're out. And there's some of them that servicing more high end, yeah, uh, um, customers. I, I went to one of those high end restaurants one time. It was not happy about it. My wife took made me go. And she took me. The bill was, was what I wasn't happy. About. Oh, oh man, you yeah. gotta yeah. you you gotta turn. You gotta yeah. just give them the credit card, bro. Uh, yeah, just just be happy. It was all cash. It was all cash at the time. Was that what I was, oh, damn, man, I was so, so I had to see the cash roll out of my hand. And yeah, <laughs> that, um, was, that was heartbreaking. Uh, uh, Danny, uh, Stan Kroenke. Fuck him. <laughs> Anything else? No. <laughs> uh, Steve, I don't know if you're a big sports guy. Uh, if you, you like what. football, baseball, hockey, or whatnot, but Stan Kroenke, any thoughts? Um, <laughs> I don't like the guy. I, I completely understand exactly why he did what he did because he wanted to get out of the St. Louis market, get into the L.A. market where he could – Make the money. He, du- um, he doubled his money. He uh, doubled his money. In but when, like but when that, you're yeah. already a billionaire, already in your wife, right. she is a billionaire. You both are billionaires. But you also got to be angry at the NFL, too, for letting this happen. So it's it, it, oh, it I don't watch football anymore, and it's not because of that. It's not even just him. It's the it's you, the league. Oh, they they yeah. all conspired to do this. You, yeah. you dig enough, you'll realize that it that that it wasn't even his idea. Like it was actually like kind of more. They're, he was kind of like 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 Jerry Jones and Roger Goodell looked at how much he was worth, and they were like, they kind of talked him into it. Yeah, and uh, and he and he had all these numbers in front of him, and they all just when it, agreed. When they first to it. started, when they, they first started, yeah, talking it wasn't about even it. supposed to be like that. Nope. When they first started talking about it, I didn't think that they would because the NFL has ten rules or ten uh, things that they have to follow for you to be to relocate. We only fit two of those. Two out of ten. That's twenty percent of the the requirements to move. I'm like, there's no way they're gonna do it. And then they was like, "Man, fuck our rules, yeah. fuck you, people." The league approved out. it. Yeah, the yeah, league. That's that's yeah. the bad. That's the messed up thing. So yeah, but well, I'm, I'm gonna blame him forever. <laughs> uh, Steve, uh, yeah. Christmas is coming up. Uh, Christmas trees, real or fake? Uh, fake. Okay. I used to, we used to get real ones, and then we'd leave for a couple of days, come home, and they'd be dried out, and you got to yeah. put water in them and shit, and then you got to vacuum it, up. Is all, all that stuff up now? Like you, you already like, you ready for Christmas? All that, oh yeah. everything's ready to go. We do it the day after Thanksgiving. We get it going. Yeah, really. Some people My do man. it the day after the, uh, the the day the Halloween candy's gone is when they. Oh, start. there's some people get it up early. Yeah. Well, like, if it was up to me, they, it, would, it would stay up year round. 
but I don't think I don't think my neighbors would like that too much. So, uh, but I'm I'm for sure always the last one to take it down. Always. That's nice. We yeah we um, my wife is a devout Catholic, so she has her rules. We get it up the day after Thanksgiving, and then we get it down after the Epiphany. Are you are you the one putting the lights up, doing all that stuff? Yeah, so like, we don't we don't go like you know Clark W Griswold on it, <laughs> but, <laughs> but but we get you know we get some lights up and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, let's see, uh, uh, Steve, hot sauce, hot sauce can't live without it. Can't be a bodybuilder without hot sauce. <laughs> You're not you lying. Need, you need flavor. You you need flavor, right? You can't. I uh, got hold like a. You should see how many hot sauces I got. No, I pre- I can appreciate that. We have like eight or nine at the house ourselves, yeah. different hot sauces and stuff. Yeah. Is Louisiana one of them? No. <laughs> That's not, that, that fucking water shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's it? Tapatio. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. You That's can, a good one. You can make other stuff with it too. So you can use that as a base and then you can add some other stuff to yep. make some sauces with that. But yeah, I got a lot of hot sauce. All right, that's uh, that's the end of that uh, that segment squared up. So thank you for uh, answering all those questions, Steve. I want to let you know I uh, <clears throat> my my concept dog for you, okay, uh, the right lane dog, which uh, Danny's going to have to agree with because he's sitting here. Yeah. Is uh, it's it's uh, a Hodax collaboration. Okay, this is ridiculous. It's not going to happen. I like where you're going though. But it's a it's hot dog. With a frog leg on top of it, covered in covered in those bland ass crinkle cut fries, and uh, I don't know, I don't okay. know what else I haven't thought. So they have frog legs. They have fried frog legs. Obviously, you didn't know that. I did not know that. Oh, they do. They do. Okay. They they they're famously one of the only places in town you can do that. But uh, but in all seriousness, uh, yeah, something something involving Hodax, I think, would be fucking badass. I, you just gave me a, yeah because I didn't even think about Hodax because we've done something with Bird and Barrel before, and uh, it's like the Mother Clucker or something like or something like that. <laughs> I think they already have something on their menu. Uh, they, called it's that. called that, and so we 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 took their chicken like their Nashville hot. Put it on the dog with like an aioli and some spices and shit. It was really good. So yeah. Hodax would be great. I think Hodax, uh, if, if they had one, it would have to have like a bush beer has to come with it. You know? Yeah. Like there's no no other way that you could serve it. I'm a little I'm a little upset that bush beer is back in style now because when I was drinking it at Is 20, it not? Is it? No. Yes. Bush yeah. light. Well, nowhere else in the country it is. No, but like for bush some reason everywhere else they bush like bush light. Bush, bush light is I, huge. I didn't know that until yeah. I started traveling. I was like, can I? Yeah. Like, I don't know what this bush light. Oh, I hate it. Because yeah. I never I like regular bush. Like, yeah, I'm, 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 bush I was considered a Hoosier when I drink it in my wife beater all the time, <laughs> going to all these parties and stuff. And now every kid and every kid everywhere is drinking it. Uh, it's cheapest drink was good. Yeah, I like it the best out of all the AB products. I, yeah. Um. Yeah. We we will we will continue to brainstorm and uh, bug Steve about a uh, hot dog concept, and we will we will bring one to one day. We will have a right wing dog. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text my partner about hooking up with Hodex. I don't know if um, uh, bug him is the proper usage. Of oh, the word. I'm gonna. Right. <laughs> How do you think I got him in here? No. Um. A. <laughs> hey, uh. Well. Uh. Last question I have for you is. Uh. Hey. There's so there's there's uh, biopics is a good thing, uh. Or a big thing going on in movies. Uh. Uh, Eight Mile was was amazing. Everybody loved that. Uh, they're they're all the time. I mean, uh, Rocket Man, uh, The Doors is an old example of that. If there was a biopic about you, about the urge, what would it be called? And what would it be about? 
Uh, I would just have to say getting hectic. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, it would have to be getting hectic. But it would be, <laughs> it would be about really like how we came up, like the the, the conceptualization of how we do what we do, like us practicing in a bedroom, like us playing house parties, like that. It had to be about that part of it. Um, that's the interesting part. How does a band get to you know get from here? To hear after right. that, whatever you know, what I mean, we didn't do drugs and you know, and shoot heroin and shit, so we, that part is not there, but right, we hustled like a motherfucker, so that that'd be the story, yeah. You know what I mean, like, uh, were, were the other guys in your band athletes like you are? Um, like you played like no, uh, I, select baseball and shit like that, didn't you? Like, yeah, so it was just really me and the original guys, nobody else was really playing sports, yeah, yeah, they, all, they were all just musicians that played music, so. Right. Yep. Getting hectic. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. He's thought about that. <laughs> really? Yeah. You ever, yeah, ever see these biopics and you critique them? You're like, that shit's fake. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you know they make up stuff because it's right. like, you know, that there's You're no like, fucking way that happens. Elton John's not really yeah. gay. <laughs> <laughs> They're just making that up to be woke. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, then you like, you read the books and then you see the movie, like, well, that obviously didn't happen. Right. They're ready to make that shit up, you know, but. Oh, I, I don't have any more questions, man. You're just a. I could ask you questions all day long, though. You're like you're so fulfilling of a life. You have so many different interests and hobbies, and you're you're such a complex individual that I just appreciate you coming out and sitting out. And like I'm, I'm so grateful that you came out and talked to us. Oh man, this was fun. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Uh, Steve, man, I'm I'm so stoked. I've been so like like freaking out just knowing you were coming <laughs> on the show. Sweet. So thank you so much uh, for for being here today. Uh, I got you, man. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to Steve's dog soon. Yeah, uh, I'm, going, I'm gonna go tomorrow. Yeah, cool. yeah. I can't wait to go. I gotta I'll drag my there. girlfriend there because I found out there's a a, a, ve a vegan or a veggie. Yep, we got dog. two two veggie she's dogs. She's a vegan, yep. so two vegan dogs, vegan burger. So yeah, we got gluten free. We got all that stuff. So yeah. Uh, Steve, thank you so much yes. for being here. Ooh. Thank you very much, man. We'll see you next time. Right on, man. Thank holla, you. Holla, 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 holla. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's good. Oh, That's good. Oh, yeah. I'm in here, Bob. My bad. Hey, sorry for the wait, my nigga. Weezy style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Like after a podcast, I am just whooped. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I mean, I mean, Danny be wearing me out. Yeah. God. No, I Goodbye to the old guy. Back because I'm too fly to ever fall off. King of my city, still running with the gritty. Looking for the crown, tell them bitches come get it. R.I.P. Bird, still rapping to the finish. Slick nigga, gifted. Hate me, but I'm still fly. God be my witness. I'm just so fresh, ladies love me to death Mommy, take those clothes off, I wanna see you up in this dress Blessed by the most high, mountaintop, no downslide You ride, I ride, together we fly Most these niggas living, but they living the lie Take the deep end, gon' peep in Taking over season, see they need some shine I'ma gon' shine, leave these niggas blind Word to the prayer hands, tatted on my kids' moms Firstborn, I'm proud of you, dude If I was you, I'd be mad at me too But life goes on when it's a